everybody. What's going on? It's Dan Bach making an appearance here on The Morning Grind because, you know, it's been a while since I've done a lot of these kind of industry podcasts and interviews. It's one of the things that I used to love to do more than anything. But then, you know, uh, you you end up, uh, I don't know, moving up the corporate ladder a little bit and, and not doing as much broadcasting as I used to. But I thought this was a good opportunity to kind of uh, – get back in the driver's seat here uh, to talk with Adam Wexler of Prize Picks. And uh, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, do check them out, prizepicks.com. Use that promo code GRINDERS, 100% matching bonus up to $100. And uh, it's, it's a very different site from what you're used to in a lot of daily fantasy. And I think that's why this conversation should be, uh, should be a good one. So join us now, Adam Wexler. Uh, welcome to the Morning Grind, Roto Grinders. Good to chat, man. How are you? Appreciate it, Dan. Good to be here. Thanks. So uh, I want to kind of start with your story here a little bit because I first met you uh, back at an FSTA award uh, um, conference and I remember you won the you won an award for a startup company, which was called Side Prize, and that's kind of the first time that I've heard about you. And um, and then maybe a few years later, you know, Prize Picks kind of uh, developed, and Side Prize didn't really uh, I, I don't know if it even exists anymore. So tell me about how you got into the fantasy world, that first venture. And, you know, why you kind of decided to make a pivot towards this prize picks model. Sure. So, so my story actually goes back a little further than that, both in the industry and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, I've been a technology entrepreneur for over 15 years. I consider uh, being in the fantasy industry to be kind of my third chapter. Uh, and as I was phasing down for my second one, um, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate to kind of scratch my own itch with uh, different uh, products and businesses that I've pursued or, or dreamt up at night. And uh, what got me into the industry was actually having been a season long fantasy player for a couple decades. You know, I noticed that the, being the fantasy league commissioner was the most thankless job in the world. So we set out to make that person's life a little easier. And that's what got me into the industry. And we, we created this, what we describe as a digital treasurer solution for the commission. Um, but we also quickly realized that that was a pretty much a seasonal product, mainly, you know, for the purposes of fantasy football, uh, obviously, you know, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball aren't as popular with the season long demographic. And so we, we started to think about, you know, what, uh, what other use cases could a digital treasure concept be useful for? And that led us to basically saying, well, you know, there's a lot of people who ba- basically um, play side bets with their buddies uh, on their weekly matchups within their fantasy leagues. So that's that was the origin of side prize. And before you move on, did you know that Yahoo instituted that this year on their platform? I saw it and I said, "Does Wexler get something for this? Because this was his idea." Yeah. So yes, we we were back in 2015 with this concept. We were scaling up. We had built the hooks into Yahoo. We had built the hooks into ESPN and other season long platforms. Um, and we, we just knew that this was, you know, kind of a, a little outside of their normal scope that they probably weren't ready to do that, especially because they were entertaining at the time if they were going to get into DFS salary cap. So this was the furthest thing from their mind back in 2015. And so to your point earlier, you know, we, we won a couple of awards. We won the elevator pitch competition. We went on to win the shark tank. 
and then we went went on to win the rookie of the year uh, for this product. But this would also happen to be the same year that FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, became two of the top five advertisers in that summer or early that fall, I guess. And then, you know, later that fall, after we had been selected for the Dodgers accelerator program and had brought the six of us at the time out to Los Angeles, uh, as we're out there, basically the industry started uh, crumbling uh, around us. And uh, literally it was the day of our demo day where we were in front of a thousand sports business professionals and investors was the same day that the New York attorney general said, this is all illegal gambling. So, uh, basically, we, we came back to Atlanta, uh, where, where we were based, and uh, rather than scaling up, we were scaling down, unfortunately, just trying to hold on for dear life with, uh, with that uh, premise. Um, but then I think, you know, for, for different reasons, it eventually spawned what would become prize picks, and, uh, you know, that led us down a pretty good path. So how, how did you fall on this idea of prize picks? And again, for people who aren't familiar with it, it's single-player fantasy it's based on, uh, on, on props and fantasy points props, and you go over, under, and you kind of parlay them together. And you've got options where you, you get, um, you know, 3X payout, 5X payout, 10X payout, and you even have it set up where you don't have to necessarily hit three of three. You can hit two of three and get paid out less. So it's a very different model from, obviously, what was happening at the time with FanDuel and DraftKings, which blew up. Uh, how did you land on this idea and was it kind of born out of the, out of the fact that so many other people had tried to do what FanDuel and DraftKings did and just, there was no path to actually beating them or really competing with them? It it, it was less, it it was, it it honestly was not very much about that for me. Um, You know, as I mentioned before, as an entrepreneur, I've always wanted to kind of scratch my own itch. And in this case, I'm a season long you know, consumer at the end of the day. I was never a DFS salary cap, you know, diehard by any means. Um, I, I specifically remember, quick quick side note, I, I specifically remember going to my original FSTA conference and hearing about this acronym. This is, I think, beginning of 2015, hearing about this acronym DFS. And, and I wasn't so sure I knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I did know, what I did know is that the concept of, chopping up the season long format was a, was a necessity. And um, I did know that companies like FanDuel and DraftKings had overly complicated the notion of a daily fantasy game. So what might be uh, an opportunity to simplify uh, the notion of daily fantasy. And um, our first attempt at that was bringing side bets into the, you know, um, season long competition. Uh, into especially you know chopping it up by the week, um, and we still believe in that concept. But eventually, uh, the problem with side prize was that I would want to bet you, but you wouldn't want to bet me. And these are skill based competitions, so these are you know legal in the great majority of the country. Um, and so eventually, you know, as I as I stuck with the space and and knew that you know the dust was going to settle eventually, uh, what I came to realize as the state laws were getting drawn up was there in these laws that define fantasy contests for real money, uh, nothing specified that it had to be multiplayer contests, that it had to be peer to peer. Um, So that's what eventually led me to saying, okay, there's this notion of single player fantasy. And we weren't the first operator to attempt uh, a game in in that space. Uh, But we are definitely one of the first to hit any real level of scale 
in this space that I would argue because of the uh, reach that it can have and because of how much it can appeal to the mainstream folks, I would argue that, um, you know, this is going to be the prevailing type of DFS in the future. Um, and we're just really getting started and uh, it's an exciting time these days. Well, I think the one thing for sure you can say is that in terms of starting a business, it's a way easier path to doing it as opposed to the salary cap game, which, you know, we all know the one thing that is hard to accomplish is liquidity. And that's why we've seen so many of the different companies out there end up um, not making it in kind of different salary cap formats, because if you don't have the liquidity, you don't have the biggest games, you know, a lot of times people aren't going to, going to give you a shot. Well, with prize picks, liquidity doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, obviously you want to reach scale, but in terms of operating the business itself, um, you don't need a million users on your platform. Not at all. Um, you know, we, we're, we've prided ourselves at, you know, from day one, we saw an opening in the industry to really establish, uh, what we would describe as best in class customer support. Um, we, we, you know, you think, you think of the kind of support that, that some of the industries, uh, that, that have to tackle a lot of support tickets, uh, you know, what, what they've, what they've grown to accommodate such as, you know, your experience with, let's say a Delta or a JetBlue in the airline space. Um, and yet no operator, whether it be fantasy betting, onshore betting, offshore, uh, no operator had really given you kind of real time answers to your question. So in order to, to kind of pull off something like that, we knew that uh, it wasn't going to be all about quantity and just building up, you know, our database out of the gates, you know, in a rush. Uh, so we were, we were very focused on quality out of the gates. There, there's a reason that we had a minimum from day one in terms of entry size and we've stuck with minimums. Uh, you know, it, the game's not for everybody. Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to think that originally the minimums were, were $10. We, in light of the pandemic and, and specifically as we started to expand into esports, we lowered it to $5. Uh, but there's a reason, you know, we're going to keep it there. Uh, and that's because, you know, we, we want to build a rapport with all of our customers. We want to be there to answer their questions. You know, our mission as a business is to be the ideal companion to your daily sports viewing experience. And I think just bringing it back to one of your questions, um, you know, th th this is daily fantasy simplified. That's the other tagline that's kind of, you know, uh, stuck with us since day one with prize picks. And, uh, you know, nobody else we would argue has ever simplified it uh, to the point that we have here. So we've seen a few other, especially newer brands. I again, I think it goes back to the reasons of, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to cost you nearly as much to, you know, create, a prop-based, parlay-based game kind of like you guys have. And we've seen a lot of other uh, brands pop up with it. Do you feel like – I mean, Salary Cap, we've seen really two brands kind of dominate. Do you think with this type of fantasy and this type of brand, um, do you think is, this is going to be a situation where you're going to have more brands be able to be viable – as opposed to what we've seen previously with the salary cap type of game? Or do you think it's simply going to be very simple and that there's going to be like one or two winners at the end? How do you, how do you see that going down the road with, with this style of fantasy, which is becoming more and more popular, especially from, you know, the, the, the startup angle? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. And, and, and my answer would be, um, yeah, no, th th this, 
type of daily fantasy, single player fantasy has the ability to have many more operators than something that is based around liquidity, um, like, like the salary cap format. Um, to, you know, along those same lines, when we talk about the clientele that we're trying to serve, you know, it's the type, it's the same type of clientele that on the Vegas strip would be frequenting the, the Aria or the Cosmopolitan, uh, you know, uh, hotels and casinos, uh, that that's, you know, who we believe is our target audience at the end of the day, there's absolutely going to be room. You know, there's a lot of casinos on the strip. There's absolutely going to be room for others to to satisfy and serve, you know, other portions of the market. But we know kind of, you know, what our DNA is and, and, and you know, who we're trying to serve with that premium type of support. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to stick to our guns. Uh, we're not trying to, you know, own the whole, the whole strip per se. So the um, parlay, you know, they're, they're fun. Those games are fun. Um, but the one thing I've noticed on your site is that you guys don't offer a payout beyond 10x. And kind of wondering why you decided to go that route because the one thing that's been you know very obvious I think in in DFS and again I hate to allude to the salary cap side of things but what we've we've seen over time is people like to play the tournaments they like to spend a little bit amount of money and and win a lot and and even in in different states where sports betting is legal you're always seeing the screenshots of the parlays of of people winning a ton of money and and betting a little um, why haven't you opened it up to a larger than, than 10 X? Why not allow people to have, you know, 10 different, um, fantasy props across multiple games? Why do you limit that number by your users? What's the, what's the, the method of the madness on that? Sure. Um, you know, in, 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 we've now been, uh, up and running for three years, over three years with prize picks. Um, and we actually did, uh, test out and try, you know, five pick uh, entries to win. I believe it was 18 X. Um, but for multiple reasons, we pulled back on that. Um, you know, we, we, the, I'd say the biggest thing is um, we want to make this a part of your daily behavior. And, you know, like I said, it really, it really goes back to our mission as a business. You know, we're not trying to be the, the place you go once a week on NFL Sundays. We're trying to be the place you go every single day. If, if you're a sports fan and you're turning on ESPN or whatever you are to watch live sports, we want to be that companion alongside that, that viewing experience. Uh, and in order to do so, we don't want you to get stuck on playing, you know, the so-called lottery, you know, every, every night or else you're never going to come back. Um, you know, but, but if we can get you uh, more consistent wins and uh, you know, you, you can basically, you know, mix it up, whether it's two picks, three picks, four picks, you know, you, were, you referenced before, but we call them power plays. The all or nothing plays. Flex plays allow you to miss one and still win. We just introduced a five pick flex, which allows you to miss two and still win. So you can get three of five, four of five, or five of five and still win. That's actually one of the things we're driving. Uh, we're, we're trying to make an active goal to drive people towards. Uh, we think it's one of the most fun ways to play our game. Because then you can spread out your action and you have you have five different things that you're cheering for at, the, at that point. Well, the interesting thing is it, it makes sense. Um, and it's, it's one of the big question marks I've always had about, you know, these other sites where you're, you've got these giant prize pools and half the money goes to one person. And we know that the, the amount of time, the lifetime of a customer, how long that deposit's going to last is going to be, you know, less and less when you've got those type of games that, that people keep on entering. I, I'm guessing that, you know, part of this is to 
you know, try to have the customer have a longer shelf life on, on prize picks. And, and it's, it's not a situation where you burn through that first deposit and you have a bad experience and you don't come back. If you're setting up the games that give them a better chance to continue on the site, that's going to benefit you both in the long run, I, I, I would think. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> our, biggest, our biggest thing that we're driving towards, you know, as, as it is right now is we consider the, the, the end of our, you know, customer acquisition funnel or, or you know, otherwise we could call it our, our onboarding funnel to be that second deposit or even sometimes that second win. Um, so we're doing everything we can to really, you know, drive you to those wins early on. So then you really under, you're not just getting overly frustrated with the game. Um, so, you know, we, we will, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, promotions, you know, early on, just because we're trying to, you know, drive certain types of play behavior. Um, because once again, some, some people want to come in and all they want to do is play, you know, a four pick power play, which has the worst odds of any of our fixed odds uh, opportunities. Uh, and, you know, if you run the math, you know, it's way worse odds than a two-pick flex play uh, in terms of, you know, getting your wins. Um, so we're definitely, especially out of the gates, we, tr we try to uh, make sure people don't get uh, obsessive over uh, the, the, the big payouts and rather start to kind of build up their chips, you know, just like you would in, in many other games uh, you know, out there. All right. Uh, I got a lot of stuff still to get to here. One thing I noticed is uh, you don't allow correlation within props. So you, I can't take an over on a pass on a quarterback and then an over on his receiver. And I understand, I think we all understand why that is. But one thing that we've seen in, in, in different sports uh, betting are these in-game type parlays where the odds change according to the correlative or non-correlative value of what you're selecting um is that something that's like crossed your mind is it just too complex is it something that's you know a, a down the road type thing because you know especially when you're you're trying to do a, a thursday night football game for example and and you want to you know put your fantasy props together and, and you get you get rejected because it's not it, it, it's viewed as correlated it's not always the best experience as a player have you thought about ways around that yeah, let me let me clarify one thing out of the gates. Um, I, I think just to edit one thing you said there, it's, sure. it's, we we don't allow with our fixed odds format currently. We don't allow certain levels of correlation. Okay. Uh, there's there's correlations all over the field. Uh, sure. It's just to, to varying degrees. But you know, perfect example tonight would be uh, you know you've got uh, you know well Darren Waller and uh, and, and Derek Carr. Um, you know th these guys are obviously on the same team. They, they tend to, you know, uh, go to each other a good bit. Um, you know, that, that's going to be an overly correlated play. So with our fixed format, we allow for that. Uh, but we do allow for quarterbacks and, wide, and running backs from the same team, uh, as an example. So uh, those definitely have some level of correlation, but not nearly as high as the wide receivers and the tight ends. Um, then the other thing I would say, and, and this will be the first place that I'll, I'll publicly state this on the record, is that um, in the new year, we will be rolling out certain levels of variable odds uh, with our format. Cool. And we're pretty, we're pretty excited about that, especially as it relates to, you know, some of our, uh, some of our, you know, new cu customer signups, you know, the first thing they're going to do is likely go to those overly correlated plays. And we don't want that to be the reason that we, we never see them again. So uh, it's, I think it's definitely going to go a long way to us doing a better job onboarding customers out of the gate. 
Very cool. We're talking with Adam Wexler. Uh, he is the uh, founder of Prize Picks, and um, where do you guys fall on limits? Because that's a big discussion in in just the the gaming sector about limiting players, and and obviously, you know, it's it's always important to you know throw the consideration in about you know um, problem gambling and making sure people are not. Uh, you know, playing over their heads or above their means. Um, but where do you guys fall in terms of uh, limits on on certain games, certain events? Because you guys definitely push the limits in terms of the, the type of things that you're offering props on, which I give you credit for. Like, it's hard to find props for college football. It's hard to find props, uh, player props for, uh, for college basketball or esports. And you guys are really going out on a limb there a little bit and offering, you know, the, these fantasy, you know, lines for, for people to, uh, to parlay together. And uh, it's impressive, but it's also, I think, um, somewhat risky. And, and, you know, as, as a business that takes on that liability, it's got to be something you're, you know, you kind of consider a little bit. So I'm curious your stance on that. Yeah, I mean, to, for starters, you know, I think I think we uh, we've got a world class team uh, being built uh, on on the lines making side. You know, many of these guys, you know, uh, were were uh, have, have long been a part of the DFS salary cap community uh, and very talented at what they do. Um, and with with this with this new format, you know, once again, you know, it's it's our goal. We we literally will wish you good luck on your entries. You know, we're 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 rooting for you. This is not an antagonistic you know, type of operation. Um, you know, when it comes to limits, we, we actually, we, we were just discussing this as a team, you know, earlier this week, um, we help our customers with their own bankroll management. So, you know, the most you can win on any one given entry with us is a thousand bucks. Um, you know, uh, if it's a two pick power play, you can throw it in for 400. If it's a four pick power play, the most you can throw it in for is a hundred bucks because it, it's a 10 X payout. Um, there's some sites out there uh, that are also, you know, popping up in single player fantasy that will allow you to play more of the lottery or blow, blow it all on, you know, one roll on one, you know, entry. But that's not what you're going to find with us. And it, and it goes back to the fact, once again, you know, our, our mission is our Northern star and, and we're trying to make this a part of your daily behavior. And uh, you know, we're, we're there, we're there to be your friend. And like I said, we're there to answer any questions that come up along the way. So um, since you guys are originating the lines, you guys, you know, the liability kind of falls on you guys in, in terms of the amount of money that, that comes in and goes out on a given day, uh, depending on how things go. Is the goal when you set those fantasy prop lines, is it, are you trying to get 50-50 on each side? Is, are there scenarios there where, you know, on the back end you're looking at it and you're like, wow, we got like 90% on – you know, over Derek Carr tonight. Like, how uh, how is the spread? I'm just kind of curious. Like, how is the spread in terms of, you know, the the side that people are taking? And more times than not, is it close? Or do you guys have, you know, pretty big spreads sometimes? Yeah, so I, I think this would be a much uh, more interesting answer coming from some of our lines makers and risk managers. <laughs> but I'll give, you my, I'll give you my quick version. Um, for one, we, we actually, I'd say uh, – for the most part, out of the gates of the business, for maybe even the first two years of operation, I think our our mentality was definitely more along the lines of trying to even out the action. Um, but what we what we didn't realize for a while um, was that at the end of the day, when you're when you're attempting to do just that, uh, sometimes you're going to give a lot of uh, value 
on one side or the other to people that are just waiting for those lines to move. Um, and so the biggest beneficiaries of that, uh, of the line movement were often our sharpest customers. And we're trying to, you know, uh, benefit everybody um, and not just look out for ourselves in this case. You know, we, we would love it if our, our casuals are getting those wins as opposed to all the wins being stuck with the, with the sharpest customers. So we've definitely adjusted our approach. I think the, the early adopters were, were definitely some of the biggest beneficiaries of our earlier approach. And, and now, um, you know, we're, we're thinking about it more so from a, how can we spread the wins out across our database? So looking at the sports betting kind of landscape today, it's, it's obviously very much evolving. Um, but the, the clear thing right now is two of the biggest players are former fantasy companies, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings. And um, prize picks, you know, what is your like kind of plan here? I mean, is it, is it similar in terms of it's all about building a brand, getting exposure, getting your name in front of people to be able to, you know, play fantasy? and then eventually spin it out into other forms of sports gaming? Is, is, is it kind of like following that model? Are you just happy to kind of stay down the, 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 the fantasy line right now? Or what's kind of the long-term goals for, for prize picks? Yeah, I'd start by saying, you know, we have a ton of optionality, which is, is, is definitely uh, something that we cover. Um, but, uh, but beyond that, you know, we, we think we're, we're, we're truly building the future of daily fantasy at prize picks. And we think this is a monster of a category. We think this will ultimately eclipse, uh, you know, salary cap in popularity and adoption. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, we're talking about a billion dollar, if not a multi-billion dollar category. Plenty of room to, you know, your earlier question for, you know, multiple successful companies to emerge. Um, and, you know, so even before we start thinking about what expansion opportunities could look like, you know, there's, there's so much room to grow for us in, in just uh, single player fantasy. Uh, and, and having been, you know, on the board of the directors for, for the fantasy sports gaming association, I was also the co-chair of the research committee. You know, there's a, there's tens of millions of customers out there and we're barely scratching the surface. You know, most of our efforts to date have been very focused on uh, direct customer conversions. We've, we've done little in the way of, uh, brand awareness building, but I will say it, it's a it's a good segue to answer the other portion of your question, which was, you know, what's our long term strategy? Which is, you know, next three to five years. I think over the last six months, we've made it pretty clear to people that the South is uh, a a major part of our uh, three to five year uh, plan. And you know, with a company that's headquartered in Atlanta, uh, we've we've definitely already prioritized the states of Georgia and Florida in particular. Uh, but the South, you know, stretching from the Carolinas down to Florida, out through Texas is, you know, for the most part, a region that is not going to be having access to legal mobile sports betting anytime soon. Uh, Tennessee's uh, a wild card. Um, Louisiana, you know, uh, may, may introduce it pretty soon here. Um, but outside of that, you know, it, it, there's not very many options if you're looking to you know, play from your couch. And uh, for that reason, you know, we can stick with our fantasy game and really build out a pretty significant category. Uh, you know, as, as one of the leaders. No doubt. No question about that. And it's one thing I've seen you reference a couple of times uh, via social media and other interviews and, and platforms is that, uh, you know, there's a massive number of people, like everybody's excited about sports betting in the future, but there's still a ton of jurisdictions out there, whether it's Texas, California, Florida, some of the biggest states that, you know, exist in the U.S. It could be, 
you know, five plus years before that even happens for them. So there's a huge, huge audience that I think uh, you guys are certainly playing to with this style of fantasy. Now, we do see a lot of like free play odds boosts in, in the sports gaming market when it comes down to like acquisition, retention. Um, I think you, I see it with you guys a little bit, but like what, what do you guys have found like has been the one thing that's, that's, that's really worked best for you guys in terms of trying to both acquire customers and retain customers just because, you know, what you guys do is a little bit different than, you know, what, uh, what the, the fantasy, daily fantasy world has looked like for, you know, the last uh, decade or so. Sure. You know, I think, I think um, if you go, re- if, if people go read our reviews, you know, whether it be prize picks in the app stores, uh, you know, Facebook, Trustpilot, uh, you'll, you'll see a common theme, which, you know, for starters, people, people definitely rave about our customer support being something that they're not used to in the industry. But then beyond, be, behind that, uh, it's probably our promotions that are talked about second most. Uh, we, we, we love to get creative with our promotions. I think we have a lot of fun with them. Uh, I would hope that our customers enjoy them as well. Um, you know, we, we have essentially, we have, uh, you know, seven, we have six different game types uh, excuse me, seven different game types. Now, I mentioned we, we just rolled out the um, five-pick flex format, which allows you to miss one or two and still win some money. Um, and so, you know, there, there's just a lot of different uh, kind of knobs we can turn depending on what we're trying to drive. You know, another thing that we're very big on that I believe we're still the only, uh, we're the only operator in the, in the ecosystem that, uh, in the fantasy ecosystem that allows for mixed sport contests. So we definitely... Uh, we once again, our mission is to be, you know, a part of your daily behavior 365. So we try to definitely, you know, push people that may otherwise have just been fantasy football players into becoming fantasy basketball players. Uh, and then other, you know, things uh, over time. And then the one last thing I would say, and you, you kind of alluded to it before is, I, I think it's safe to say that we've got the widest breadth of sports coverage uh, of any sure. platform at this point. Uh, we're trying things out that nobody else is trying. And I think that's a testament to the team that we've built uh, on the lines making side of the house, uh, you know, we want to we want to put as much in front of our customers as possible. And I think, in a weird way, that's where the we benefited from the pandemic because it forced the focus on some of these more niche markets. Yeah, I can honestly say uh, NFL draft was a ton of fun. <laughs> you know, that was something that I wasn't expecting, and uh, it, it made for uh, a good sweat during a time where there was nothing going on. So, uh, you know, kudos kudos to you and the team for thinking outside of the box a little bit and, uh, and, and delivering. And, and, and I do want to commend you to the product itself. Super easy. Like the app, super easy to play. Very, you know, intuitive. It, it doesn't, the, the learning curve on it's super quick. So, uh, you know, your, your tech team did a, did an excellent job on, on kind of coming up with something that uh, I think most people can, can understand and, and, and relate to pretty quick. So you've heard us gush about prize picks. Now you got to try it out for yourself. Again, promo code grinders. When you sign up hundred percent matching bonus up to a hundred dollars. So check that out if you haven't done so already. And again, it's a super, super easy game. And uh, one thing that I like doing too, is you can always compare our projections that we have at Roto grinders to the lines that they have out there. So, um, you know, be on the lookout. I think there's content opportunities there as well. We'll have to look into, but, uh, but Adam, uh, certainly appreciate you jumping on with us. Great to catch up. It's been a while. Uh, normally we probably would have 
drank a couple beers at some uh, conferences over the last uh, year or so. But uh, regardless, uh, I- I'm happy that things are on the up and up with prize picks and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you guys down the road. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. All right. That's going to do it for us today on The Morning Grind. Thanks again to Adam Wexler of Prize Picks. I'm Dan Bach. Be on the lookout. Stevie will be back with more Morning Grind podcasts coming your way uh, probably just tomorrow. So till then, have yourself a great day, and we will see you.